Chapter 1 Getting Right with the Law My new digs were in the Kent County Detention Center in downtown Dover, Delaware. It could have been worse. The Delaware Correctional Center, a real jail, was just up the road in Smyrna. My father had run it with an iron fist for twenty years. I wouldn't have lasted a day. Instead, they had stashed me in what amounted to a drunk tank, awaiting resolution of my various legal issues. My roommates were harmless. George had recently earned a sixth DUI. He spent weekends in here after his fifth, still hadn't learned his lesson. Marcus was trying to figure out how he was supposed to pay back his child support while he was locked up. We played gin rummy between lawyer visits and trips to the yard. My lawyer, Mike Savage, was in negotiations with my former employer over repayment of the money that I had stolen from them. The executives of Mid-Atlantic Natural Gas were split on the issue. My old boss, Bob Zola, was pushing for them to accept repayment plus interest in exchange for dropping the charges. Some of the others wanted me to go to jail. Meanwhile, the pencil pushers at the IRS were busy compounding interest and piling on penalties for my tax evasion. I had left my cash with Mike, almost half a million dollars. I hoped there would be some left when this was finished. At night, I'd lie there in the dark and think about Joy. She had promised to wait for me. I thought about Laura, too. I didn't have her ashes with me anymore, so I didn't talk to her. Joy was out there somewhere, flirting for drinks. She was still free. I was not. That was the worst part. The place was a minimum security facility, and quite comfortable, but the confinement was killing me. I was far from my boat. I couldn't see any water. I couldn't see the sunset from our window. Normally, a person like me would qualify for bail. As explained by my lawyer, the pending IRS decision, and ultimately the pot possession charge in Florida, meant that I'd remain in custody until it was all sorted out. I wasted away for three weeks. Finally, Mike met me to lay it all out. Your old boss has won the day, he said. Zola got them to take the money. All the charges are dropped. That's great, I replied. How much interest did I pay? That's the bad news, he answered. I was pushing for ten grand, but they wouldn't think of it. Total payback is one fifty. Damn, sixty grand in interest. I hope you can do better than that with the IRS. You better just hope I can keep you out of jail, he said. Don't do the crime and all that. You're right, I said. When do you meet with the tax people? Tomorrow, he answered. It's going to cost you. You're not much of a position to negotiate. Just try to leave me with enough to fight the pot charge, I said. I can survive with no money, but I can't survive in jail. I'll do what I can, Breeze, he said. Don't forget, you have to pay me too. He left me alone to do the math. I was allergic to money. Every time I got in the black, something came along to take it all away from me. Plus, I tended to blow through it pretty quick. Maybe I was better off being broke. The next morning, Mike was back. You're out another hundred grand, he said. The IRS has accepted full reparations with interest and ridiculous penalties. There will be no charges of evasion. 
You're all paid up. I just lost a quarter million dollars in two days, I said. Didn't even get a glass of champagne out of it. I'll get you checked out of here in the morning, he said. I'll buy the champagne. Deduct it from the fifty grand you're paying me. Staying out of jail is expensive, I said. But freedom is priceless. Thanks, Mike. The next day, I said my goodbyes to George and Marcus. Mike and I drank champagne straight out of the bottle in his office. He handed me my briefcase full of cash. It was considerably lighter than when I had gave it to him. I thumbed through the bills while he made arrangements for my transfer back to Florida. I had just under two hundred grand left. He had also lined up an attorney to represent me on the marijuana possession charges. He told me that the judge and prosecutor were arguing behind closed doors about my case. Two pounds was certainly worthy of a charge of intent to distribute.